Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 31, which we're recording on Monday, March 4th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And here we go, our normal segments. This is our first episode post-stitches, but we don't want to overwhelm you with information, especially if you're sad because you didn't get to go, which <laughs> I could understand. Yeah. So we'll sprinkle in little tidbits yeah, here and there. That but sounds great. With our normal segments. So right. what are you wearing? I am wearing my February Lady Sweater, which is a pattern by Pamela Wynn. It was published in May of 2008, and this particular sweater I finished back in April of 2009. I was really shocked to see how long ago I had knit this sweater, because in my mind, it feels more recent than that. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, because I went shopping with you for those buttons. You oh, got them at Green Planet Yarn right. in Campbell. That's right. So that's since we've been hanging yeah. out together and yeah. going yarn shopping together. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And this yarn that I've knitted is repurposed Taki Donegal Tweed. I had originally knit a sweater years previous that I did not wear anymore. I had made the sweater when I was pregnant and consequently made it to fit the wrong size of person. <laughs> A pregnant um, woman. Yeah, yes. I guess so. I, it wasn't my intention, but you, when you're pregnant, you just think you're Your so perception fit. is different. Yes. yes. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Moms, you will understand that, I think. And so I, I knit. It was also one of the first sweaters I knit, too. So sizing, you learn. That's an impressive statement about the yarn, then. This yarn is indestructible. It's beautiful, too. It's As a tweed, it has... Pretty flecks and pops of color. It it's an out. olive green with nice flecks yeah. of color. And the yarn, you know, it ripped out from the first sweater perfectly fine. I had to wash it to get the top ramen Kinks. nature out of the yarn. But it was perfectly fine. And I've actually knit two February lady sweaters. And the common theme amongst these sweaters, as I was telling Gail, seems to be the fact that I use repurposed yarn for them. I don't know why that happens. My second one, which is a cotton one, was made from repurposed cotton yarn. Cotton yarn is a lot easier to rip out than wool yarn because it doesn't stick. And I haven't even knit that many cotton sweaters. And why it ends up as the same sweater, I'm really not sure. But Every time I see the sweater on somebody, I think it looks fantastic. And I want to make another one yep. in another color. There's a knitter who made one out of Madeline Tosh Tart, And she was wearing it in the local yarn store recently. And, you know, audible gasp when I see it because it's just <laughs> so, so pretty, gorgeous. And the sweater, it just looks so nice on everybody and then um a new friend amy was wearing hers yes at quixotic pixels pixels on ravelry we spotted her charlene spotted the sweater because yes. you're on she <laughs> wants to knit another one and we saw it from the back yeah and i and as we were walking past her i said oh my gosh could that be Amy? Because she <laughs> just posted her FO in the knit along thread. So we so had been familiar with the sweater, and that was how we recognized her from the back. Yeah. From and her sweater. Tapped on her poor little shoulder and said, Are you Amy? <laughs> and she looked at me like, Who are you? And why are you talking to me? It was very well, funny. And the really funny thing is that I looked up Amy's sweater on Ravelry this morning just because I was looking at February lady sweaters again. And she mentioned that she doesn't necessarily love the sweater yeah which, she's yeah if she remember her comments about okay. the fit maybe i thought yeah. it looked awesome on yeah her. i thought it looked great too so yeah. amy the sweater looked great on you i don't know what you're worried about <laughs> we love it <laughs> we love it and which leads me to mention that again i have a pullover that i knit a couple years ago in madeline tosh vintage in pop rocks and I'm thinking about ripping that one out and making, <laughs> yes, you guessed it, folks, another February lady sweater. <laughs> It'd be the trifecta of February oh, lady sweaters. Yeah. And why? I don't know. It just happens. But anyway, what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my cow neck vest number two, which I knit in the same yarn as my first one. It's Madeline Tosh Erin is the base, and it's in the fragrant colorway, which is a pink with undertones of brown. 
Oh, yeah, I guess so. Charlene's the color expert. She could give it a better description. Well, I, you know, I definitely think it has undertones of brown in other bases. This one you don't get as the much. Brown you can see it as in some much. of the parts. You can definitely see it. Yeah. But when I look at this base, it's not as apparent as other bases yeah. or other dye lots, I should say. There you go. Dye lot yeah. dependent for yeah. fragrant, that's for sure. But this is a pattern by Cecily Glowick McDonald. That is from the Knit Red book. And Charlene has already knit one, and this is my second. And I just love the casualness of it and that it has the big bulky cow neck that is so warm and cozy. And the modifications I did for this one, because it's a very simple top-down cap sleeve sweater, and the first 10 plus inches of it mm -hmm. are cowl. So you're knitting a long time just on the cowl. Straight cowl. <laughs> yeah, straight stocking it back and forth because it is a cardigan. And then you get to the shaping for the raglan top and then a little bit of shaping for the body and you do pick up four button bands. I modified it by knitting the cowl inside out. So because it folds in half and folds over, I wanted stockinette the knit side showing and not the purl side. Therefore, I modified it that way. And then when I sewed my buttons on, the top four or three, I guess it's three, at the top of the cowl, I sewed on inside out. So when I fold the cowl over, you can see the buttons instead of having them on the inside. Yeah, really nice mods on this one. Yeah, it's I really like it. And I love the, <clears throat> the pink buttons that I found at the button store. Mm -hmm. And I brought my 13-year-old with me to the button store and ended up <laughs> buying far more buttons than I needed because we found so many pretty ones. So that's what I'm wearing, cowl neck vest number two. And I'm really, really happy with it. I would... Well, not necessarily knit another one unless I had to have one in a different color, but now I, I have my... I keep thinking that I would like to make another one of those too because I do wear mine quite a bit. Yeah, so. and my other one, because it's black, it works well if my bottoms are not black, but mm -hmm. most of my bottoms are black, so I needed a different <laughs> color one. Quote, did you hear that? I needed another one. <laughs> so that's what I am wearing. What are you stalking? Well, a couple of things. I am stocking. Actually, Gail and I noticed we were both stocking this one particular pattern. It is called the Alewives Cowl by Elizabeth Doherty, whom we met while at Stitches. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Blue Bee Studios. Blue Bee Studios. Thank you very much. And the Alewives Cowl, there's a short version and a long version, textured yeah. What else so, do you want to throw in there? Well, she showed us the sample she had with oh, her yeah. at Stitches, and she said that she wanted it to be simple but not completely mindless. Oh, that's right. So the texturing bits, you start out one of the – it's not necessarily garter – but there are two different types of textures in the cowl. Right, right. You start out one of each, and then you do two of each, and then you do three of each, and then you're back to one of each. So it's engaging. It's not just a yeah. super simple knit, but it's beautiful. And I had purchased a skein of variegated yarn, and I instantly said, oh, that'd be beautiful it will be. in the variegated it yarn. It will be. And I am stocking it because I have not picked out the perfect yarn yet. And... Still searching. Yep, still so. searching. <laughs> but I have noticed that, let's see, there are a couple people that have started theirs on Ravelry. So there's a few pictures that are starting to pop up. Yeah, Kirby Mo has started hers, and that is Monica, who we got to meet. And we were all standing in the Miss Babs booth together, <laughs> holding our skeins of Yowza What a Skein, that we were all saying, this will be for Nail Wives Cal. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. So, Alewives Cow by Elizabeth Doherty, stocking that. The other thing that I'm stocking is not a pattern. It's one of the Ravelry features that I've just been playing around with. Pattern recommendations. The pattern oh, recommendations, yes. If you go to the, I guess it's the main, if you just hit the main Ravelry logo. Upper left corner. Upper left corner. You currently, anyway as of this recording, get brought to a page that is patterns recommended for you. Now, I've noticed that it did not update for the last week of February, so I don't know if it's still... Oh, mine did. Oh, it did? I think it did, yeah. 
Because mine... Oh, mine is definitely more current than that. Mine only goes to February 20th for oh. some reason. So I'm not sure why. And I just refreshed that. So, hmm. okay. So it's... And the URL, if you have trouble actually finding the page, I think the URL, because I did it this way yesterday, Ravelry.com backslash patterns backslash recommended was oh. the other way I could see okay. that list. Okay. All right. We'll have to try that too. But it's like Pandora Radio, if it <laughs> yeah. Pandora. Pandora for knitting yeah. on Ravelry. And actually, I think... So basically, it lists patterns that are similar to things you've already either favorited or cued or knit. I'm not sure exactly what the parameters are. There, There is a post in, let's see, I think in one of the main Ravelry boards... Describing how where it's populated. lists how it is populated correct yeah because i know it also does if you have designers favorited yes it will show you all new patterns yes. released by that designer. so that's what i have been doing that's it my one of my stocking things that i've been doing this week i have been adding all of my favorite pattern designers to my favorites on ravelry so that in future oh, all of populates. their patterns will pop up yeah. Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was that was kind of my awkward way of saying that, but yes. <laughs> That's really neat. I really like this new feature. Yeah, I do too. And not like I need more items in my queue. Not that I need more <laughs> items in my queue. And actually some of some of the suggestions are kind of questionable for me. Some of them are right on. So Obviously, if it, like I said, if you go in and read what Casey has written about how it is populated, you can kind of see what actions you do on Ravelry that help Popular. make these selections for you. So let's see, pattern highlights. Just oh, like there Pandora we go. Radio. It's slash pattern slash recommended. Yeah. So then you can go there. So see, then if I do that, oh, that's when you get the current list. current ones. But if I went to the main page, they just didn't show up. So what it's so. showing for Charlene's Ravelry page right now is today's date, and there's one item shown. Yesterday's date, there's one item shown. So only one item populated based on her parameters. And then it shows a summary for every week. Oh, no, it's every day. It's every day. Yeah, so there are up the to The week like... one was on the main page. And okay. then if you go to backslash patterns, backslash recommended, it's by day. Yeah, and there are up to like 12 different patterns yeah. displayed for any given day so you can probably tell a little bit about what days you were active on ravelry <laughs> oh that's true huh <laughs> probably because you did enough for it to populate more patterns at least that's my thought yeah great and, new feature yeah we love that so that's one thing that i've been spending time doing just playing with that and then the last thing that i have been stalking is the neon pattern by hohi locatelli those of you who saw us at Stitches, Gail wore her neon one day, and I also wore another Hohi Locatelli pattern, so it was really fun because we kind of had a little Hohi day. Yeah, we did. And then when it, people, you know how it is, people inevitably ask you what you're wearing, so we had fun talking about her patterns. and Yeah, and I wore mine by special request. My friend Barb wanted to try it on so she'd know what size to knit for herself, so I wore it and passed it around to anyone who wanted to touch, feel, try it on, etc. <laughs> right. And then I purchased some yarn from Western Sky Knits called Violently Violet. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. And it's gorgeous. I do have a photograph in my stash photos, so you can go see it. I don't know if the photograph will pick up just how vibrant this violet really is. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, really gorgeous. pretty. It's, it almost defies description. Too. It does. because it, And it's almost my perfect color. It is. That's Charlene has this perfect, <laughs> almost like the pansy, the little purple pansy. Mm -hmm. There's a shade of that that always makes me think of you. Mm. And, and this is like violet. that on steroids. It really is violet. Yeah. And, and this yarn just has a little bit of a glow to it. It's got nice luminous highlights, and it's, it is. It's very luminous. So had to have this, and I am hoping that there is enough to knit a neon. I think there might be 
just enough. I think there is. I haven't sat down and done the math. Exactly, there is for but, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for your size, there is. Okay. So I'm thinking there is. And that opens the, the door to Kim and Heather. Yes. One of our personal Stitches highlights. Gail and I went on Thursday, which was the day of the Stitches preview, which was happening in the evening. It's the day and most vendors are setting up their the booths. The vendors are setting up their booths. And we had told Kim and Heather, who we had met last year at Stitches, that we would be available to help them set up their booth. That we would love to come, we would help, love them set up to their come booth. help them set up their booth. <laughs> Not just be available. Get first chance to look at all the yarns. And I have to say, we had a blast doing that. We had a really good time. It was really fun to spend time with both Kim and Heather, get to know them a little bit better. And it just strengthens our conviction that this is just a wonderful community, community yeah. populated with wonderful people and wonderful knitters, wonderful crafters. Charlene summarized it really well as we were walking out of the building one day. She said, how did we get so lucky to meet people and have friends like this? And I yeah. said, I don't know, but I am so grateful. It was just, it was an awesome day. Kim and Heather are awesome. They had giant black trash bags filled mm -hmm. with their yarn. And we got to touch almost every single skein of it and put it up on the walls. And Charlene has this great color sense. So she was putting it up on the walls in these beautiful color displays. And I was just trying not to drool all over the yarn. <laughs> but it was really a magical way to start such it an was. event. It was. As you can tell, doing something as simple as taking yarn out of shipping bags and hanging them on hooks hooks makes us happy. Very, very <laughs> happy. Un indescribably happy. I mean, we were yeah. floating. Yeah. And does. chatting, of course, while we're doing it. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was just such a neat feeling, too, because aside from the yarn, just the person side of it. Yeah. We had just met Kim and Heather last year at Stitches. And we got then, to spend that one fun day with Kim here. When right, she came to right. Visit her but family. that was after Stitches. I right. mean, we, initially we just made the contact at Stitches just through going in and buying yarn. Yep. And then chatting on Ravelry. And it's just really wonderful how you can yeah. meet people and become friends like that. <laughs> it's, it's magical. I mean, yeah. Ravelry is such... It has enriched my life so much. Right. I think I've said this before, yes. and I will never yeah. stop saying it because yeah. I'm very grateful for all of you out there who are my friends on Ravelry and listen to us on the podcast. Right. And right. I'm just all happy and glowy <laughs> now. So aside from the Alewives Cal, what else are you stalking? Okay, I'm stalking two things. First is the Practice Yoga Wrap by Celia McAdam Cahill. Now, those of you who participated in our first knit-along last summer, which was the fingering weight knit-along, may recognize the title Practice Yoga Wrap mm -hmm. because Celia knit her prototype for the knit-along. And once again, we recognized her because from across the from room, the sweater. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, that must be Celia because I recognize that sweater. And sure enough, she was standing there in her glorious forestry colored practice yoga wrap and it was her and we introduced ourselves and she's really sweet and she released the pattern just just a few days yesterday ago. or yesterday. Saturday okay so about a week after stitches and I purchased some beautiful yarn at stitches but then determined that I didn't think I had enough to do the yoga wrap if I wanted to do it longer so I've been stalking my own stash and I think I have something in stash that's going to work really well yeah. so I'm really excited about that and Celia was just as sweet as could be, which doesn't surprise me because she's always sweet online too. She is Pinot Noir on Ravelry. And if you haven't seen the sweater, take a look. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's just an open drapey cardigan, three-quarter sleeves, I believe. And I can't wait to knit it. It's yeah. perfect for my lifestyle. <laughs> so that is the first thing I am stalking. And the next one is called Daisies, which is spelled D-A-I-Z-I-E-S. It's a shawl by Marissa Hernandez that's fingering weight and has two colors. I'm not going to try to describe it other than to say it does have a floral lace pattern. But I love it. It's really, really pretty. Very feminine, very, I 
I don't even know how to describe it, which is why I said I wouldn't try. <laughs> it just is lovely. I'm really fascinated by it. And I think there are, are there are already several FOs on Ravelry. And I think I have the stash to knit it as Ooh, well. Yay. Yeah. So high up in my potentials to be cued and to be knit. And I'm enjoying stocking it. Those are the two things I'm stocking. Practice okay. yoga wrap and the daisy shawl. All right. What are you knitting? Well, as you ask that, I realize I wasn't, I'm starting a new hat. So what's in my hand is a hat that's probably eventually going to go to a charitable organization, possibly Halos of Hope. But the th two things that I had planned to talk about, what am I knitting? The first one, I don't need to say much, the Tangled Yoke cardigan, I've finished the yoke and I need to knit on the front bands, the button band and buttonhole band. And it's really, really pretty. It is pretty. Very I pretty. tried it on this more. Actually, I wore it with all the strings hanging off when Gail arrived. <laughs> so I could show her because a lot of times I forget to take these things out to show her. So I just put it on to show her. So I'm really happy with the way it's turning out. I need to light a fire to get that button band going because <laughs> otherwise it might sit there for a while because I've started a fun new project in the meantime <laughs> called Entangled Vines. So the theme. there's a theme here. Let's not get confused. It's the Tangled Yoke by Uni Zhang, who actually just left Interweave, by the way. And Entangled Vines, which is by Alana Dacos. So the tangled and the entangled, yes, definitely. Say that a, ten times. Fast. Definitely a theme going on here. Both involve the entwined cables, but one is around the yoke, and on the entangled vines, it has the entangled cables going down the arm, like a vine motif <laughs> going down. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a little. The first one is a, it's a leaf, kind yes. of like a leaf, and it's coming out really nice. I am knitting Beautiful. that in the Madeline Chosh. DK and magenta that you have probably heard me mention because I have mentioned it several episodes because we were it stalking has been projects in for the it stash. live on two episodes yes, ago. Yes, and I had I was waiting until I found the perfect project, and I think this is it. And I have four skeins of it, and they are from the same dye lot, but as we all know with hand dyed yarns, I can line them up and see variations within the skeins so i picked out the darkest one because i want the darkest one around my face i'm going to knit the start of the sweater probably mostly in the darkest one it's a top-down sweater but at some point i'm going to start alternating probably just a few more rows in and i'm going to start alternating with another skein and then Keeping that in mind, going to make sure that I keep enough so that the sleeves will be the same. One sleeve isn't in a dark, dark skein, and one skein won't be in a light, light skein. And, you know, when I say that, it's not that there's a huge difference. It's just that slight difference that everybody notices yeah. in hand-dyed yarns. Now, so. so give us an overview first about the construction of the sweater. And then are you going to also save a darker skein or enough of a dark skein to do the button bands? Because that'll be near your face too, right? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> it's The sweater is knit top down and then the sleeves are separated out and the sleeves will be knit down after. Well, you can do the sleeves first or you can do the body first, whatever you prefer. So I'm not really sure... I'm going to, one thing, because I am I only have four skeins of yarn, the yardage that I have is the exact amount mm -hmm. called for in the pattern. So I'm not sure if I'm going to run short at any point. So I'm just going to kind of play it by ear because if I end up having to make the sleeves a little bit shorter, or the sweater a little bit shorter, I'll be fine with either option, but I just need to work out the yeah. yarn as I go yeah <laughs> now it's it's a button-up cardigan right it has 
the top closures. Yeah, I think she has it written for three buttonholes. I believe. I remember seeing the sample at Stitches, but I don't remember the closures exactly. I think it was three buttons at the top. It's really, really pretty. Yeah. It's it's actually pretty simple, and the body is all stockinette, so it's a it's not super fancy kind of plain, but the little cabling down the arms gives a lot of interest. Yeah, it really does. And it's yeah. a really pretty cabling pattern. I'm somewhat of a sucker for leaves. So, so am I. <laughs> I love leaf motifs and I've made scarves with leaves before and I end up liking them. And so. shawls. And yes, exactly. And... Exactly. Well, exactly. someone finished an Entangled Vines on Ravelry in a Malabrigo worsted orange color. And not only did she knit it in a matter of days, but it's just glowing. Mm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's the cable motif, leaf motif on the sleeves really yeah. makes it stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. It's a beautiful nice. sweater. Yeah. I will eventually knit it as well. <laughs> so those are the two things I am knitting. What are you knitting, Gail? All right. I am knitting something that was never even before on my radar, and it is now on my needles and in my hand. <laughs> The Boxy Sweater by Hohi Locatelli. When I saw the pictures on Ravelry, I thought, that's cute, but I don't think that would look good on me. And I completely dismissed it. Well, I met a new friend at Stitches, Stephanie. Hi. She's soulmate on Ravelry, if you want to go see her Boxy. And she has roughly the same height and build I have. And I said, wow, what is that sweater you're wearing? And she said, oh, this is Boxy. And I thought, oh my gosh, I never would have thought to knit that for myself, Mm -hmm. ever. And now it's on my needles. (laughs) So, Boxy by Hohi Locatelli, and I'm knitting it in my new favorite yarn. I have become hooked on Neighborhood Fiber Company. Kendrika is the owner's name. She's the dyer who we met. Very, very friendly. And Weaver, the designer, was also in her booth. And Weaver is the designer of the Oranya sweater, which I am still knitting and you will hear about in a moment. This one is their rustication fingering or rustic fingering in Truxton Circle. I think all of her yarn names are based on different parks and areas in, I believe, New York. I could be wrong about that, though. And it's a beautiful glowing violet. It's a single ply fingering weight yarn. And I will risk comparing it to Madeline Tosh and say I like their colors even better than Madeline Tosh colors. And you guys know how I feel about Madeline (laughs) Tosh. So to hear me say... This base looks... Just like Tosh Marina like. Yeah. Yeah. But the color is even more vibrant, deeper, more saturated. I ended up buying a couple different colorways of this. Let's just put it that way. And one of my girlfriends asked me to get yarn for her on her behalf and send it to her and I found a beautiful turquoise in their colors to send Mm -hmm. to her as well. So my new favorite yarn company and I'm enjoying this immensely. Boxy is a bottom up, like the name implies, boxy construction from the hip to the underarm. Dolman sleeves? Is that what they're called? Yes. Dolman sleeves, so. so they're kind of like the bat wing type of structure. But the sleeve itself is a three-quarter, and it's tight the on your sleeve, forearm. Yeah, it's not a traditional, or what I think of as a traditional, I don't know for sure, very large bat, bat wing type wing of thing. Correct. Sleeve. It's a more fitted, but I think the style might still be called dolman. I'm not positive about that. So anyway, <clears throat> that's the first thing on my needles, and I'm enjoying it immensely because I really needed something that was, quote, mindless, unquote, after, drumroll, finishing the knitting on Oranya. I am so excited. I finished all the knitting, I think, Saturday night and blocked it yesterday. And it is drying as we speak. And it will be steeked tomorrow, I hope. Really? Yes. Very exciting, Ooh. huh? I am enlisting the help of my husband to actually do the sewing machine stitching oh, okay. for the steek. I don't manually operate the sewing machine i'm afraid i will ruin my sweater so he's going to do that for me i know he'll be even more careful than i will because he'll be afraid he'll ruin it so that is going to be the exciting progress on aranya and i am so happy with how it turned out it fits me perfectly i could not have asked for a better fit and i think i've decided that yoke sweaters are my favorite just for 
how they look on my body. Yeah. So I'm super, super, super excited. And knit along update. So that's my progress on Aranya for the self-indulgent knit along. You heard Charlene's progress on her entangled, no, tangled Tangled yoke. yoke. See, I'm going to use the (laughs) wrong name now. And we are going to push out the deadline for the knit along due to technical difficulties. I need to order a zipper because I'm going to do a zipper in my Aranya and not buttons. In order to get a zipper that opens both from the bottom and the top, I need to order it online because our local fabric store, which is awesome, only sells them in 20 inch lengths. And mine needs to be at least, I think, 26, 27 inches. So I have to mail order it, which means I can't possibly finish by March 10th. We will post in the group the new deadline based on what I find out when I knit the, or I'm sorry, when I order the zipper today. So that means everybody who might be panicking that they don't think they can finish by March 10th, you have a little bit extra time. (laughs) So I think that'll work out better anyways, because we were going to end the knit along and have a week before we had another episode. Okay. So this actually will let us announce it closer to the time it's finished and we can announce it on the podcast. Sounds good. So anyway, we will have a new end date up in the thread very soon. (laughs) Sorry for anyone who feels sad that we had to extend that, but what are you going to do? I can't blow it just because (laughs) of a zipper malfunction. All the knitting would have been done. So I'm super excited about my Aranya, which is still on my what are you knitting list. And one, actually two other things on my list. I started yesterday the Alibi Cowl, which is by Tamara, who is T-Shep on Ravelry. I've knit two of her free hat patterns, which I loved. And the Alibi Cow, I believe is a $2.50 downloadable pattern on Ravelry. It's a really neat, I don't want to call it a bib cowl, but it's a closer fitting cowl. that's a good description of it though. Okay, so it fits snugly around your neck. And then short rows are used to shape Almost like a bib that drops down a little yeah, bit on your chest. I guess that's a good description. Yeah, she designed it for a friend of hers who does a lot of bicycle riding. So it was meant to be a close fitting cowl that would keep her neck and the front of her chest warm. And it has beautiful cabling in it. And I just fell in love with it the second I saw it. And I happened to have a skein of Cascade 220 Quattro in a very bright turquoise in my stash that works perfectly. So I cast that on last night and i think i'm already a third of the way through the cowl so very Mm -hmm. quick knit it will turn out to be so i highly recommend that one if you're looking for an interesting cowl you will need to know how to do short rows and cables the cables are not difficult though short rows are not difficult either but just be aware that's a skill you'll need and the third thing i've only swatched so far but the autumn's end sweater from botanical knits so The Entangled Vines that Charlene just mentioned is also from Botanical Knits. So this is one of the other sweaters. This is the only pullover sweater in Botanical Knits, and it's an all-over beautiful leaf motif lace pattern. I have had some Madeline Tosh MCN sports in the colorway called Wellwater in my stash for like a year and a half, maybe even two years. Mm -hmm. One of the very first sweater quantities I ever bought of Madeline Tosh and never have knit it. And it is going to be an autumn's end. I swatched yesterday and it's so, so, so pretty. <laughs> Would you call it like a dusky yeah, blue? Blue gray. Yeah. It's because not like morning dove. It's not quite as gray as morning dove, true. but it's similar. It is similar. And in fact, when Gail showed it to me, I asked her what colorway it was. And when she told me, I was a little surprised because I had seen well water previously that had more blue in it so i think it's just a dye lot difference different like madeline Tosh. yeah yeah but i think it's a a blue gray it's beautiful though my son he's so cute he was sitting next to me when i was swatching yesterday and i said look isn't this pretty and he said wow mommy that is really pretty it was just neat to have that you know backup (laughs) opinion so swatched for that cannot wait to get that on the needle so i'm really excited about being able to cast on for autumn's end yay Yay. and that's a bottom up all over lace like i said so okay all right what have you finished 
So it's been, I think, three weeks since we've talked about what we've finished. And I haven't finished a whole lot (laughs) because I've been working on the Tangled Yoke. Only tiny projects. I've finished a hat, forest floor hat, which is from the same collection, the Botanical botanical Knits. A very simple cabled little... Is that a beanie? I guess it's a beanie. No, that one, a slouch yeah, that one is supposed to be slouchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of hair, so it doesn't always slouch on me. But it's probably going to be a gift. But that one was a fun, quick little knit. And then the second one, let's see. I did another Marsan watch cap, which I've done a few of recently. Is that your third or your fourth? Possibly my third. Yep. Possibly my third. But I made that right before Stitches West because I wanted to donate a hat to the Halos of Hope booth, which was going to be, which was at Stitches West. So I knit that up very quickly, a few days before, and then donated that as Gail and I were walking around one day, which was kind of fun to do. Visited their booth. I think they received over 200 hats awesome. over the course of the weekend. Yeah. That's was, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think knitters can do better. <laughs> yeah, 200 doesn't seem as high as I would have expected, I, but yeah. I didn't know in advance that they were going to be there, so I, I didn't target that. Otherwise, yeah. I would have brought some of them. Yeah, hats. I think that and also well, yeah, I I remember being unclear at first as to whether they just accepted, I shouldn't say random donations, but I guess I was unclear at first because they staffed their booth and it looks like a pattern booth. It, it does. Because lo- they're, they're also selling patterns to make money, but you can donate hats that are not made with those patterns. But at first I thought you could only, they only wanted hats donated from their own patterns, but which after would be asking, silly, which, so, right? Yeah. Exactly, and so yeah. After subsequently asking questions and getting a little bit more information, I realized no, you can just donate any hat that's made out of soft fibers. You know something though, their signage on their booth certainly didn't clearly communicate that they were looking for donated hats. No, they didn't. could have done a lot better yeah. on that. Because thinking back, it did look like a pattern sale right. booth. It did right. not look like. We are a charity organization right. looking to pass on that was, your beautiful hand-knit hats for a good cause, that which was, would have helped. That was pretty much my thought, too. Yeah, that didn't occur to me until just now, because I was feeling guilty I hadn't brought one of my hats. <laughs> but the hat that I just cast on as we started the podcast is made out of some leftover yarn, the merino stretch yarn that I had had. Well, one color I had had in my stash for years and years, used for my dragonfly. Then I got another batch of it to use for another pullover sweater. And I still have some leftover skeins of that. So you did your pull me over in that. That's right. And it's super soft yarn. Unfortunately, it's discontinued because I really like working with it. But it is super, super soft. 50% merino and 50% acrylic so i am using this for some hats that perhaps i will save until next year that's a good idea and i think i'll use some of my leftover gray yeah it's just it's because i think reason. it's so soft it's, it is it's more really than soft, soft enough and it's perfect for a hat because it is stretchy mm-hmm. so it's going exactly. to stretch to fit any size exactly. head right exactly. especially for a charity hat when you don't know what size head the recipient is yes. going to have exactly so two hats and then I cast on another honey cowl. I know you're all groaning because this is actually the sixth one that I will have made. It's your go-to project. It, it was just so easy to have something like that in my bag with me over the course of the Stitches weekend that I don't need to look at a pattern. I can knit and talk. Yep. Knit in the round. Don't Couldn't be easier. The tools that I had to take to work on this were limited and like i mentioned the first thing i I don't have to look at a pattern to make it so it was super easy it came out a couple times during the course of the weekend and it was my knitting during the knitters gathering that we attended on saturday afternoon you know i never knit a single stitch during oh you didn't (laughs) 
Never took my knitting out of the bag. You didn't? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. I didn't. I remember noticing that at one point, but then I never, yeah, I never asked you about it. But no, I took mine out, but then I ended up leaving it all over as I was wandering (laughs) around talking to people. And I remember a couple times people trying to find the owner of the knitting. Is is this your project bag? Oh, is this your knitting? Oh, yeah, that's mine. Oh, okay. We'll just leave it here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I had a project bag sitting where I had originally sat down when the group was small. And then as the group got large and expanded and people moved around and talked to each other and people were also coming and going and you'd get up and you'd greet people or say goodbye to someone and then yeah so knitting kind of my water bottle over, was but... the same thing yeah, oh there like, you okay, go where have i left it now <laughs> yeah so i did finish that cowl a few days after stitches because i had basketball practice to sit at while my boys were practicing and that cowl will either go into the gift stash or the charity knits pile so that is all I have finished. Have you finished anything? I have finished a ton of stuff. And it's funny that you brought up the whole gift stash thing because I have been balancing my self-indulgent knitting, apparently, inten- unintentionally, but successfully, with gift knitting. So I finished the Oak Trail Cloche hat, also from Botanical Knits. Do you sense a theme there? <laughs> I finished my Pressed Leaves Beret from Botanical Knits. That I'm keeping for myself because my friend Sarah sent me a skein of Solstice yarn. I cannot speak today. Solstice Yarns Seafay <laughs> DK yarn, which I used to knit the beret. So it is kind of similar to Tarte, only without the black. Right. But it's a silk blend. It's really, really pretty. Really and the pretty. The beret itself, pressed leaves, just like it sounds, has a leaf motif in it that is just gorgeous. So I finished both hats and the Oak Trail cloche. I've never thought that cloches look good on mm-hmm. my head, but I have to say, when I finished that hat and put it on, I also knit it with the fragrant colorway, oh. just like my sweater. And I put it on and Mike and my son, my husband and my son both said, that is the prettiest hat you have ever knit. Oh, wow. They loved it. And it has a very cool construction where the leaf is done in the round. Well, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's an interesting, fun construction. Mm. So very entertaining knit. That's what I had with me at the meetup, which oh, is why okay. I didn't take it out of my bag because I knew I wouldn't be able to just knit and talk. Oh. I have to actually pay attention to it. <laughs> but Really enjoyed it, really liked it on my head, but I intentionally knit that one as a gift for a friend in France. So into the post it went instead of onto my head. (laughs) So I have enough yarn left over though to knit another, so I will knit another for myself. I also finished the Chunky Circle Scarf, which is the crochet cowl I mentioned two episodes ago, a pattern by Lindsay, and I used my leftover Madeline Tosh vintage that I repurposed in the Lepidoptera colorway. And I should have done fewer of the crochet motifs because I ran out of yarn well, about two thirds of the way into it and ended up needing to buy a third skein, which of course didn't match at all. So I did the last third of it in the darker purple Lepidoptera. And then when I seamed the cowl together, I seamed it as a Mobius thinking that if it's double looped around someone's neck in a Mobius shape, that darker purple will blend in more Mm -hmm. and maybe not look so obvious. Mm -hmm. But that also will be a gift from, I'm sorry, for our friend Marianne, who used to go to our gym. Mm. So that's the, another gift that I knit. And let's see, I already told you about the Kalnick vest I'm wearing, which I've finished since the last time. And three other things that I didn't finish, but recently moved out of my gift stash. The Aurora Australis Chalette that I knit Mm -hmm. by Melinda Vermeer, which I knit with my Stimpy Lab purple, green, and white yarn for another friend in France. If you're listening, I hope you've already received it. (laughs) Happy birthday, Louise. And I also sent off my Encircle hat, which I knit the Wooly Wormhead Mystery Knit Along. That also went out to another knitter abroad, Sarah. Hopefully you've already received it if you're listening. And which was the other one I sent? Oh, my Ishbel shawlette that I knit in the Pashmina oh. Molly Ringwald. I oh. sent to another knitting friend. Oh, wow. All three of those. One was in, two were in France. 
One was in Germany and one was in the UK. Wow. So pretty cool, huh? The day of international shipping. Yeah, and one <laughs> and one local person. So five knitted gifts to knit intentionally for no three intentionally for the recipient and two that were in the gift stash just yeah. waiting for the exact right recipient. That's great. Isn't that awesome? That's great. So yeah, I'm feeling really good about the gift knitting, balancing the self knitting. I love having knitting. a gift stash. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really, really a good thing. Yeah, it is. So yeah, I'm super excited about what I have finished and what I have gifted. Okay. So quick update on the self-indulgent knit-along. Like I said, we are pushing the end date deadline out a little bit. But as of this morning, we already have 123 FOs. So I am so impressed with you guys. <laughs> there are some beautiful know, things really out nice. there. Really, really nice. And a reminder, please only put one item in the FO thread per person. Don't be offended, please, if you see that I've deleted something because I do want to keep it fair and have just one project per person. So if I've deleted something, it means that you had more than one. Or you might have been so kind to put a nice comment about someone's finished object. And we object. hate deleting nice yeah, comments. <laughs> I don't like deleting anything. And I don't. If you want to show love, give it a heart. Give it a fave. Yeah, or in the uh, knit-along thread, feel free to comment there for sure. And we heartily approve of sharing your hearts, <laughs> giving yes, your faves. heartily. Heartily, yes. yes. <laughs> we definitely approve of all of that. Yeah. So, and all the great prizes are listed at the top of the FO thread. Lots of really cool things out there as gifts. So we hope you keep posting those FOs because they're beautiful. And did we want to also just do a brief recap yeah. of the, the meetup? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just mention that we met so many wonderful, wonderful, totally awesome people, knitters, podcast listeners, vendors, podcasters, vendors, dyers, it, dyers. Oh, the list it goes was, on and on. It was fabulous. Everybody there had something to contribute. Everybody there had beautiful beautiful projects everybody was excited about their craft it was yep. just so neat and so invigorating to both gail and i as if we weren't excited about knitting yeah or like we needed any more right but it definitely i don't think i've ever lifts had the spirit yeah <laughs> as an adult i can't compare it to anything else as an adult a female going to something like that and just having such a hugely positive emotional response. Yeah. I can't compare it yeah. to anything else. Yeah. The community was just rocking. Totally. Yeah. Totally amazing. Gail and I didn't have any really negative experiences. I mean, even well, the, stitches, how can you have any well, negative? You know, even, you know, you're, I'm thinking things like crowd or, no, we didn't see anybody fighting over yarn. No, we didn't no see elbows. Anybody, didn't see anyone elbowing. Didn't see anybody grumbling or, yeah. about waiting in line because everybody had their projects with them and was chatting with their neighbors. Yes. Everybody was well-behaved and yeah, friendly. And it just, it, everybody was happy. It's such yeah, a, neat, yeah. a neat feeling. And I kind of feel like a broken record, broken CD saying, saying it over same, and, yeah. and over again, but it it's a wonderful community. But one thing I did say that had a certain resonance one morning when we were waiting for the doors to open, so we hadn't gone in yet, I said to Charlene, it's like Disneyland without the kids whining. <laughs> yeah, Disneyland's really, really fun, except for there are always the sounds of whining or crying children <laughs> somewhere. Well, that, that didn't exist there, so it was only the happiness. That and even you would at get Disneyland, Disneyland, you get tired and grouchy. It's tiring to wait in those lines. Yeah. <laughs> And not to say that stitches doesn't get tiring. You know, you're oh, out there on you, the floor, you, you get overwhelmed. You get tired, you get overwhelmed. And definitely I get overwhelmed. And I I set out with these bright intentions. I'm going to buy yarn for this and this. But when I start to droop, then I don't want to buy what I had intended to buy. And then I come home and I'm sad that I didn't. So <laughs> I learned I have to feed, keep Charlene more well fed at stitches. She tends to let herself get too hungry. And I used to do that, but I'm much better at I, staying fueled now. And then actually the one day that we, that when we had our group meeting, the meetup, mm -hmm. I had a coffee 
Oh, that's right. And that really helped. Yeah, she so. was like bouncing off the walls. I was again. ready was to fabulous. go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. So, yes, I think that was the, totally the highlight for me of Stitches were all the wonderful people we yes, met. Yes, absolutely. Then that's that's actually what we should say. That was definite highlight. Yeah, of the whole three yeah. days. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thank you to each and every one of you who went out of your way to stop us and say hello to us, whether it was on the floor, while we were eating, in the meetup, wherever it was. Thank you so much for stopping and saying hi to us. It I really, was, it means a lot to us. It I was really, really surprised by how many people would turn around and say, oh, you're a Yarniuk. They recognize <laughs> I recognize your voice. voice. <laughs> I was really surprised by that. You know, not that I don't understand that this is going out there and people are listening to it. Intellectually, I understand it. But, but on when a personal somebody, level, when somebody is facing you, it's a personal, emotional meeting, and it's just surprising. How I'm many times surprised. do you think you blushed? I was blushing. <laughs> I swear, I was blushing constantly. If you came up and said hello to me, my cheeks were probably bright red, and they're turning red right now. <laughs> so, and if you saw us and didn't say hi, hopefully if you see us again in the future, you will. Because it's a really cool thing to meet people. And that was usually my second question after someone would say, hi, I'm, and give me their first name. I'd say, what's your Ravelry name? Because you get that other connection. There were a couple of people who introduced themselves, then told us the Ravelry name. And we would say, oh, your Ravatar looks like. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, you're the staring cat. Yeah. (laughs) So... We really do relate to people by, you know, those little Ravelry names. Well, that's what you see most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But anyway, thank you very much, guys. Thanks, guys. We really enjoyed it. Great experience. And we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And keep the questions coming. We have a couple that we are outstanding on. Things that people asked us about. That we will address on the podcast. We, yeah, we're putting together a little podcast schedule calendar. Yeah, so we will be the answering the year some and, questions. Specifically, yeah. there were questions about weighing your yarn right, and we, things like that yeah. that and, we will be discussing right. in upcoming episodes. Yeah. So please keep the questions coming. And thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great two weeks until the next episode. And keep knitting. <laughs> Happy knitting. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>